Chapter Twelve of The Sorrows of a Showgirl, A Story of the Great White Way, by Kenneth McGaffey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In which Sabrina prepares to leave town with the show, but pauses to pass a few remarks on love, comedians, murders, maids, spring millinery and the advisability of anyone marrying their first husband good-bye dear said sabrina as we met her hurrying up broadway our show leaves town tomorrow. we got to get to hartford in time for a dress rehearsal before the evening performance my such a time we have had you know the comedian we had threw up the sponge at the last minute and we had to dig up another thank goodness this one is a gentleman and not getting fresh with the merry mary every time he gets a chance oh say was you at the friars sunday night in bohemia a couple of weeks ago the friars spend every night in bohemia or the knickerbocker bar so wilbur says but honest this was a great stunt seconded only by the festival they are going to pull off in may the curtain went up on what looked like a busy day in child's and wells hawks was in the spotlight surrounded by a bevy of blondes and empty champagne bottles they tell me that gus edwards had to blindfold hawks to lead him up to the table where the empty bottles were and as for the girls it was with a great effort that they restrained themselves all they could do was to look at the empty bottles hold their noses and drink mineral water ain't it awful mabel anyway everybody had a good time so what care they for jibes and jeers many the time have i held a champagne cork to my nose closed my eyes and dreamed that i was having a time well to continue about our show wilbur says it will never go because they only got block stands and an agent ain't got no show without at least one kind of a litho wilbur said it hurt the artistic instinct of a bill poster in these hick towns to put up all block stands and you generally have to slip them a little something to be sure that they burn up all the extra stuff so that the manager of the company wouldn't find it should he go snooping around the bill room when the show gets in town he says if they get a good litho of a killing or a chorus they will go out of the way to stick them up just for art's sake wilbur is going to give me a suitcase full of hard tickets to the friar festival and told me to mace every john i came across on the road for as many as he would stand for he said the more i sent in the more he would know i loved him wilbur is so romantic this new comedian we got with the show is pretty good but of course i can see defects and the new prima donna is real nice she asked me into her dressing-room the other afternoon and slipped me a little idea encourager that she had in a flask but the way she is in love with the tenor honest it's sickening to me she watches him from the time he comes in the theatre until the time he leaves and then calls him up on the phone at his home the other day when he asked one of the girls to tie the ribbon in his cuff she got so jealous that i thought she was going to give the poor kid a lamb on the lamp what she can see in that tenor is beyond me what anybody can see in a tenor has got me guessing for that matter wilbur says that's just the way with temperamental people and he lost a job once just because he forgot to land pictures in the sunday editions of all the newspapers in town of the manager's own particular guiding star but planted a bunch of her dearest friend instead he says there's no pleasing them and the only way to have peace and harmony around the whole show shop is to print flashlights of the entire company and even that looks like blazes for the editor will always reduce an eight-column flashlight to a two-column cut no matter how many drinks you buy him he says he saw a murder once was the only witness in fact and he took it on the run to a newspaper office and offered to trade a charles somerville to the editor for a reading notice about the show and the editor told him that they could get all they wanted from the police and what they didn't get wouldn't hurt the public if they didn't know about it 
He says if that wouldn't give the press agent art a kick in the neck, nothing would. Wilbur says he loves his art, and nothing pleases him better than to find a box office that will take his I.O.U. Us chorus have been sure working hard the past week, and Ben Teal has been just that kind and gentle, and didn't put a one of us on the pan. We certainly have got some lovely costumes. They ain't much to them, but what there is is beautiful. They smell a little of camphor, but they have been packed away in hampers ever since last season, and that accounts for it. I got a fine scene with the comedian, and should score a great personal triumph. All of us girls are lined up for his entrance in the second act, and when he comes in, he walks right over to me and says, Ah, little one, how are you on the Queen's wedding day? Queen's wedding day, that's my cue, and I say, Very well, thank you kindly, noble sire. Ain't that great? It takes nearly a whole side. I was rehearsing it in my apartment this morning with Estelle, but she was so rotten as the comedian that I took away the last five dollars I gave her for a tip. These menials have no talent in their souls. Estelle, that's my maid, says she has no desire to elevate the drama, and she had rather be a maid for a chorus girl any time. There's more money in it. She may be right at that. Alla McSweeney is going to start a new thought church. She says that she has a whole flock of new thoughts, and it would be quite fashionable to start this new think stunt. She said she would tell us her new thoughts if she thought we would never breathe a word to a living, breathing soul. Gee, that lets our gang out. They couldn't keep quiet if it killed them. Honest, for a bunch of knockers, perfect, both in single-handed knocking and teamwork. Our set has anything bound to the banister in New York. But what care I? Spring is coming, and we will all soon hike to Bath Beach. Honest, for a country place with all the conveniences of home, Bath Beach is the top liner. You can put a can under your shawl and rush a couple of blocks and always get it full of the best. And if you put butter around the side of the pail, the barkeep ignores the fact and goes right ahead. I may get a motorboat this summer if Wilbur gets his summer snap at the island. Coney, I mean, not Blackwell's. He has never been over there, except to take flowers to the Poulon sisters. They love nature so. Charlotte says it makes her homesick every time she sees a joy-lined boat go by. The benefit season will soon open, and any person that has a couple of thousand dollars to pay for a theater can get a benefit for himself and maybe draw down a couple of hundred more. The benefit for the chorus girls has gone up in the air, for none of them would acknowledge that they were chorus girls. They were either show girls or pony dancers, and that let them out. Anyway, each girl wanted to bring her maid, and the dressing rooms would have been so full of maids that there would have been no room for the dolls. I had it all framed up, too. I had six wine agents and a whiskey salesman who guaranteed to appear, and that alone would have made the thing a financial success. But what could I do? Our bunch has been rehearsing five weeks without salaries, and with the excessive taxicab rates, we got no money to spend on clothes to wear to the ball, and the wardrobe mistress keeps an awful tab on the costume hampers. A certain friend of mine, who, by the way, I wouldn't trust any further than I can throw an elephant by the tail, had the nerve to take me up in her apartment the other day and show me her new bathing suit she had just imported from Paris. It was a swell thing, all right, but sewed in the waistband was a piece of cloth that said Burgomaster Two on it. So, you can draw your own conclusions. Honest, the way some girls steal is something awful. Take it from me, it's nothing less than stealing to swipe a wardrobe. Of course, if the show is going to close, it's all right. But from a successful production, never. Lifting a scarf pin from a soused party is all right, for he's supposed to do something to remunerate the lady for wasting her time by taking her to supper. Spring has sure come, and I do just glory in nature. I suppose that is because I was brought up in the country. We never have anything but nature in Emporia. 
Oh, I heard from the folks the other day, and they tell me that Emporia is now growing to be some town. The bank is putting up a four-story brick building, which is going to be looked on as the village skyscraper. The town council has already passed resolutions restricting the height of the buildings to six stories. They ain't going to take the chance that New York does, and have some of these big, tall, ten-story affairs topple over into their streets. All the yaps out in that neighborhood are lining out for the spring plowing now, while the yaps here are lining out for the spring millinery openings. I already got the dressmaker on the job for seven or eight modest little frocks that will make them sit up and take notice Sundays down at Manhattan Beach. I have decided that I am going to be an athletic girl this summer, and am already taking exercise every day. Why, I walk all the way from the subway to the hotel, and that's nearly half a block. Say, what do you know about this? Posy Golden has married her first husband. Honest! You know they were divorced shortly after she got a good job, and have been living apart ever since. She married again to the nicest gambler you ever met. But he got stung on a sleeper, and had to hawk the family jewels, and Posy said that was cruelty, for she could never have the face to go down to the dining-room for breakfast without all of her diamonds on. She had worn them every day since they struck the St. Reckless, and she was afraid it might cause talk among the waiters and guests, because she always treated them with a calm air of condescension, and they would lay for the chance to get in a hammer. So she put in a bid for a divorce, and got it. Then she met her first better half on the street, and after having a little supper, they decided to sneak through the tunnel, take it on the run for Newark, and again become one. Imagine anybody going to Newark to get married. Imagine anyone going to Newark for anything. They got married and came back to town just as happy as if nothing had ever happened. My, I hope Wilbur and I will be that way. I think he is sincere, even if he does write good notices about girls in his show. Well, I must toddle along and see if Wilbur has cashed his yet, so that I can get the rest of that new hat. If it ain't too much trouble, you could send me a bunch of flowers for our opening night in Hartford. So long. End of chapter 12